This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. Regular season is done. It is time for playoffs. First time since we started playoffs. the show. Playoff time, baby. Let's go. Uh, playoffs. Game 68 game is first. done. The second <laughs> season begins, old. Wardy. First ever playoffs of the OHL in 60. Oh, yeah. Slash Owen 60. Never had a playoff run, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty we're excited. excited about it. Um, yeah, for sure. Give everyone a heads up, I guess, off the top before we forget. Uh, just the way the playoffs work, you get those odd night games. And, well, you talk about odd. Hamilton goes Thursday, Monday, game one and two against Peterborough. Makes sense of that. Because of the rock? Yeah, I've... Venue sharing. lacrosse. Venue, venue sharing. Yeah, but um, so that's odd. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to do featured games throughout the playoffs. Uh, of course, we'll have coverage of try to get in uh, every series it's possible. Obviously, eight series in the first round might be a little tough uh, to kind of, you know, focus in on all of them. But uh, for sure, we'll have the highlights going. We'll have those replays up ready to go. Uh, for us to kind of watch certain parts of the game, if not the entire replay of the game. So well, we're going to, every time, well, every game day throughout the playoffs, I guess, uh, we'll put a graphic up kind of to show, hey, here's what's on tonight. If you don't feel like watching slow people in the NHL, uh, watch these teenagers light it up in the O. So uh, that's kind of where we're thinking. And, of course, whenever we get to a game seven, we will be covering that head to toe because game sevens are awesome. So uh, that will be That's kind of our works. plan for that. Uh, of course, as always, part of the Bulldogs audio network, we will have a little bit more coverage of them. Uh, we're going to try and get to every home game if possible, obviously scheduling conflicts with us and you know our outside hockey lives. lives. Um, but so we'll be up with the Bulldogs. Uh, Reed Duthie, I'm sure we'll chat with him possibly once throughout the playoffs. We'll see. Um, yeah. But definitely at the rink, so it should be fun. But You know, you know what I was thinking? Any of the listeners that uh, that might like this idea, because obviously do this show for you guys, we appreciate your feedback. It would be cool also to get, like, interviews, like get guests on throughout the playoffs to, like, update stuff. Like, you know, like things happen in the playoffs – there's a lot of questionable th- stuff that happens in the playoffs. So it'd be good cool to get people with credibility on to ex- like if something happens to a team they cover mm-hmm. or a player has a big game seven, you know, that would be interesting to see. Like last playoff, we saw a reverse sweep of the London Knights and the Gulf Storm came back in a reverse swept. Yeah, that was the last playoffs in the Ontario yeah. Hockey League. That's insane. Like right. it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty cool to get like someone on from the Gulf Storm that was in that series, you know, that momentum mm-hmm. swing. Like, it'd be nice to hear the opinions. Like, because things like that are going to happen this year in the playoffs. We might see an eight seed beat a one seed this year. Probably not, but we may, right? Like, you don't know. So, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting. Like, let's say Thursday night, the Peter Pete's go in the first Ontario Center, get a win against Hamilton. Everyone's going to be talking about yeah. that. Okay, let's get that press conference on from Peterborough, right? Let's see what's going on in Peterborough. What do they have to say? We'll kind of dive in deep depth about like what they are thinking going into it, like having an upset like that, like stuff like that would be cool to have opinions on from people with credibility. Players will be tough because it's the playoffs, and I mean, like, good luck getting in the playoffs. But 
radio members would be really cool. Like just getting people on with credibility that cover those teams would be really good because obviously it's tough to go to each game in the playoffs when it's like the schedules tend to line up, right? Like mm-hmm. it's been, so you play Thursday. Okay. Look at the games Thursday, Friday. Let's see Thursday, Monday. That's pretty good for Hamilton. There's some time off for us on a weekend. I got to start feeling better so then I can go to those games. Hopefully we get good for Thursday as I'm battling kind of a cold, but we'll see. Yes. But it's going to be interesting to see. And I mean, you got to get interviews like that, get people on, talk about the momentum shifts that are that what they are seeing in front of their own eyes, like stuff like that, because fans like it and it'd be cool to see. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's a great point, Wardy. And uh, it's that, that's what I think we're, what we're going to get out of these playoffs is we're going to get stuff that is unexpected, you know, whether or not we see Peterborough upset Hamilton or Sarnia upset Windsor, I doubt that'll happen. But, you know, you, you look at series, you look at how much just one loss in a series does to a team. And uh, talking with Ted Lehman on Friday night, the Ice Dogs' second last game there in Hamilton, and he said he was having a conversation with Steve Steos, uh, Reed Duffy there as well, and they're just talking about, you know, their championship run in 2018 about – you know, what was the biggest, biggest challenge that you had to overcome in order uh, to win that championship? And it wasn't beating the Sioux Greyhounds in the OHL finals. It was that Niagara Ice Dogs series in round two, just, you know, three, four out of five of those games went to overtime. Uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty difficult. And, you know, just to take that from Steve Steos championship, you know, championship personality he has, like he puts together championship teams get a compliment like that with, you know, an ice dogs team that overall had a pretty good season that year, but you know, lost in five, you know, you don't think it's really that close. Well, when you look at each box score, yeah, it was. Cause like I said, three out of four, three or four out of the five games went to overtime. So um, Steve okay. Stales just putting that in there is he fully expects a challenge like that this oh. year, whether it's, you know, I think Hamilton won in five round one that year against Ottawa. So it's not like they swept them. Of course, they, they didn't, didn't have the a ice sweep. dogs. Like, yeah, no, they they lost they at least one game each series. So, and then you see the one. Then you see the London Knights where they lose two in the first round and then not lose a game for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. The Memorial Cup. Like, exactly. Then you see those. So it's gonna be exciting. And then you see the Guelph Storm. The Guelph Storm run in 2019, Reese, might be the best run I have ever saw in my life. Think about it. They go to the first round. Kitchener gave them a tough go. Wait, I'll pop it up. I'll pop it up to. I'll explain it first and I'll pop it up. But so Kitchener game, a tough go. Then London, you're down 3-0. You have to go. You're at home game four. You win that one. Then you go into London. That was the game where a lot of people thought, okay, game five, you're in London. This is almost kind of like a game seven for London Knights on that hand. Because if you lose that game at home, the momentum going back into Guelph for game six, is it's a major momentum shift. And then they won that game. And then all of a sudden, they win game seven, right? That was one of the most magical runs that I have ever saw. I don't think I've seen anything like it. Then you go into the then you go in to play Saginaw on the conference final. I believe they were down in that series, too. I believe they were down in every series but the first. And then yeah. Ottawa, then Ottawa, they go with that series, too. But it was crazy. I believe they were down two in the Saginaw series. But, like, it's just wild to think, like, to end up going to Memorial Cup, you're down 3-0. And then you're down 2-0 and you win both those series. Like, I don't think I've ever saw that before. I think that's the most magical run I've ever saw, the Gulf Storm 2019 run. 
And it's fitting that it was the last playoffs that we've had in our league because it was a big run. And we're still looking for that next champion since the golf storm. Yeah. Well, and you think just the events that went or that went down that playoffs, Michael DiPietro, the big acquisition acquisition for Ottawa, he goes down towards the end of the playoffs in the finals. So yeah, um, you, you think about the Oshawa generals getting rid of Matt Broussard, Jack Stadnicki, the Niagara ice dogs, and then beating them in six games after losing the first two. And just like you there said, the reverse sweep, like there was a, a lot went down in the 2019 playoffs. And again, we're, <laughs> we could see that happen just because there's so much, you know, for two draft classes, this is their, this is the first experience in the postseason, and there will be mistakes. It, it's going to happen. Be. It's just, you got to capitalize. You got to be able to, um, you know, capitalize on those extra mistakes that these younger guys make. And again, take nothing away from them. Very talented players, but it's just going to happen. That's that's life. That's hockey. It happens in the playoffs, and we're going to see it. It's just you got to be able to score on those opportunities, and whoever does, probably going to end up winning a series. I'm telling you right now, I think there's going to be an upset in this first round. Obviously, we're going to get to the playoffs yeah. in a bit, but I think there's going to be an upset. At least I popped up the I popped up the playoff bracket from 2019. So the first round, Guelph sweeps Kitchener four straight. This. The second round, everyone knows what happened. London's up 3-0. Guelph wins that in 7-4-3. Wow. And then the conference final, the Western Conference final, Reese, 2-0, Saginaw leads that series. Guelph won that series in 7. And then the finals, 2-0, Ottawa's up. DiPietro gets hurt. Guelph wins at 4-2. That's insane. I don't think you'll ever see a playoff run like that. And that's the stuff I don't – that's the stuff this year that we don't want to miss. Like, we see a team – having those reverse sweeps because it's going to happen like you said the the together first year players you know the extra rookie class it's you're gonna see that inexperience because remember these kids were 16 years old now they're 18 19 year old so the, mm-hmm. from 2019 so it's gonna be interesting luke evangelista luke evangelista is a captain a lot of nights how many points did he have in that series in that, that year in that series against Guelph? he didn't have anything you look at now, he's the top goal scorer in the league. It's just a wild how much kids change. Obviously, you don't really remember that. Maybe Evangelista does. That was the last playoff series. Antonio Strong just as well. But it's interesting to see how much it's changed, right? Like, it's going to be interesting to see how these kids look in the playoffs. And now it's their teams, right? Yeah, so we will break every series down for you coming up later on in the show. Probably the last uh, half hour or so, we'll go through every playoff series and kind of you know, let you know what to look out for, what upsets there will be, because we do have a two or three series that we could see the lower seed taking it. So we will, of course, discuss that. Um, in just a few seconds here, we'll get to our thoughts on the last weekend of the year. Um, now that the regular season is over, some hardware can be handed out. Uh, yeah. Discuss a couple award winners from this year. Uh, there was one suspension, unfortunately, to end the season. So we will talk, yeah. touch on that. And then, of course, like I said, the playoff preview, uh, players to watch, any upsets potentially, and then uh, we will wrap up the show. So, Wardy, I'll let you go first. Uh, thoughts on the final weekend in the Ontario Hockey League? Yeah, I have a couple of things. First off, I want to say congratulations to Showgast. Not a big deal. I got to watch the voice crack from 10 to 6. <laughs> I don't want to like, have a voice crack saying not a big deal too loud. But 
Josh Bloom signing his entry level deal with the mm-hmm. Buffalo Sabres. Congrats, Josh. Um, we knew it was going to happen after the season. And just a big congratulations to Josh Bloom. He'll play the rest of the season with the Rochester Americans in the American Hockey League. And also, I want to quickly add on that, you're going to see a lot of players now that did not miss the playoffs or as their teams get eliminated, go finish their with their pro hockey teams, just get more reps in. You see that in case people forgot because – it's been a while since COVID. We really haven't went through that situation. So in case you forgot, yes, you can go once your season's done. You can go play with your professional hockey league team, the team that drafted you, and mm-hmm. maybe with the NHL, but most likely with their American hockey league team as they go on a Calder Cup playoff run. So that's yeah, a think, quick update on that. Say, the, the, the only player that has a chance to go to the NHL after this is Mason McTavish, but I don't expect Hamilton to be out of the playoffs anytime soon. So. And I don't expect Anaheim to make the playoffs with two weeks remaining. Yeah, very true. The time the series is done, the time the series is done in the first round, Anaheim's going to be done. So yeah, exactly. Depends what, depends what the American Hockey League team's like. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention that also for a stat, I guess, for a stat, the Owen Sound attack, 620 goal scorers this year. Colby Barlow breaks um, the 16-year-old goals record for the attack. Cal Ewens breaks the defensive goal, defenseman goal record for the attack. So congrats to those guys. Colby Barlow, I think it's close. My rookie of the year vote, I got it down to two guys and it's tough. Reese, you know who both the guys are. I mean, two 16-year-olds in the league that I read yeah. about night in and night out. I mean, most of our listeners probably do, but I got it down to two. I had it at 22 weeks ago, so it's going good. But <laughs> um, It's going good. Uh, also, um, U18 rosters were announced on Monday. Yeah, Monday they were announced. Um, Congrats to the six OHLers that are going. We have uh, we have Sudbury's Nolan Collins, David Goyette, and Katja Delic going. Erie's goaltender, Nolan Lawn, and defenseman Spencer Soba. And hey, show guest who scored a highlight real goal Friday. Reese, you were there. What a goal by Panofinas. Yeah. Show guest, not a big deal. The poise from that kid's going great. Like, it, you only mm-hmm. get that emoji with the charts going up, trending up. That's <laughs> panel theme. It's his game right now going into the nice. final weekend. I mean, what a player. He's going to have a really good U18. Congrats to Pano. Congrats to all the rest of the guys. Too. Six OHLers. Off to the U18s in Germany. Hey, Germany, the home of the Calder winner, Moritz Seider. Absolutely. Oh, and I have one more. This is my last one. Um, draft lottery teams are set. I think we could have touched on it in the playoff thing, but I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about the playoffs, so I just want to add it. Yeah. Um, Draft lottery teams are set. We have Niagara, Saginaw, Sudbury, and Erie. Pretty good. Pretty good. And I was thinking last night, I was talking to writer Joel Vanderlyn about this. We were talking about, okay, what team do we want to win the lottery? And also, Misa, exceptional status, by the way. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Didn't forget. I had to make sure I mentioned that one. But who gets Misa? Who gets Spence? Who gets these good guys? She's the draft's loaded this year. I think this is the best draft I've saw since the Kraus, Konechny, Marner, Radish draft. That draft in the O was loaded. But I think this draft, I think this draft here, like there's some really good players. And we got an exceptional player now in the draft. But what do we like? We talk, Joel and I were talking about this. Like, what team do we want to win this? And we're thinking about like what system do these guys fit best in? Like, who needs mm-hmm. what? Because like we look at the Niagara Ice Dogs, Reese, and you know this, they need defense. So what defensemen do they take, right? Like, they're more when you look at the Niagara Ice Dogs lineup. Okay, they're benefit over a defense over a Misa type player because they need the defense. They got an elite superstar coming up next year in Panel Phoenix. Panel Phoenix is going to get 100 points next year. Yeah, he's going to be getting like they got their forwards. 
the defense is a little weak. So, okay, they got a goaltender. By the way, they got two goaltenders. Man, swag. Yeah. yeah, they look good. They don't need seven goaltenders at training camp next year. That's for sure. They need they two, need three. three. Well, and eh, they need three. Just they'll bring an e-bug. An e-bug. Yeah. yeah. They'll bring what up, Rorty? Hey, hey, <laughs> what up? That's right. That's right. The e-bug. That'd be. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that picture in studio. With the, oh God! With the what, what was it? The phone baseball books? glove, phone books taped oh, to the God. legs. We had the baseball catcher's mask and a baseball glove, and then a right-handed stick for a left-handed shooter. It was awkward, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they need. It's gonna be exciting. We looked at all these teams, thinking what they want, like what system these guys fit best, and it's gonna be exciting. Like Erie, if Erie got a Misa. Can you imagine that team next year with Soba coming back, Kairu coming back on the back end, the goaltender's going to be back, Campbell. Campbell, it sucks for him, right? He missed. It. He had a terrible injury in the preseason. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Didn't really get to play until a couple of weeks ago. Lalonde, we know what he can do. He's at the U18s, just, as just mentioned. Could you imagine a Misa up front with Kairu Soba at the back end, and then you get a, two good goaltenders in the area? Look out for Erie because that Midwest next year is going to be loaded. Yeah. Like it's exciting, right? In Sudbury, look at Goyette, Gotcha, Delic, Misa. They still got Musty there. Musty. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, good luck. They're a team that actually needs defense. Damn. They're a team that needs defense. The defense are going to go high. The defense are going to go higher than the look. I saw a couple of mock drafts and I'm thinking, I don't know how, I don't know how a team has a defenseman or how this person has a defenseman going to a team at seventh overall. When Cam Allen last year, there were talks about him. At five overall, like Allen should have won one. Like Cam Allen's unreal, and that's like it's never going to change. Like that's why I really like reading mock drafts. It's never going to be like the central scouting list is nice to see because then you can like kind of get a waiver off that. But it's what basically what team needs. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the draft. That's for sure. A couple weeks away. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, It'll it'll be. It was interesting because Saturday night, final game for the Ice Dogs, sitting next to Brandon Caputo, um, of course, co-host of the Dog Pound podcast. And, um, you know, of course, Niagara's still in the running for that top pick or the best chances at the top pick, I should say. Big difference. We know a lot about that. But, <laughs> no, if, uh, for me, I wasn't too into, you know, I really wasn't big on whether Niagara won or not or whatever. Of course, uh, himself, his co-host Kyle, they were, you know, of course they wanted to see Niagara finish strong. They beat Barry to start the year. So it would have been kind of cool to beat them to Especially end the, off the year, but yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm looking, London's up two nothing. I go, okay, well they're off and running Saginaw, probably going to get the yeah. best odds. And then Saginaw comes back, ties it at two. I'm like, Oh, okay. actually, no, what was it like? And then it was three, two London. I'm like, okay, maybe they're, you know, they've started again. Oh, now it's three, three. And then all of a sudden, I look back, what, 45 minutes to an hour later, 7-3 Saginaw. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I say something to Brandon. He looks over me. He goes, what? I go, yeah, it's 7-3 Saginaw <laughs> right now. He goes, come yeah. on. I'm like, yep, yeah. it is. And it. there was a better vibe in the press box. Because at the time, Niagara was down after blowing a 2 nothing lead. And everyone yeah. was like, Ooh, we don't want to lose, but at the same time, best odds. Thanks, right. Kind of sounds Congrats, nice, yeah. right? And again, it, again, it's tough for these kids, sixteen years old. Of course, if you're me, so you're fifteen. But um, yo, know, 
looking at the ice dog situation of what the heck is actually going to happen next year? Who's going to be yeah. the coach? Who's going to be the GM? Although for anyone out there, Sean Tico, assistant coach, announces the GM in the building. Whether or not that was just because it was the last game of the year, I have no idea. But just for anyone out there, like the it's up in the air as as a if you're Misa or even one of the guys who's not got the exceptional status, you're still thinking. You're looking at that situation. You're thinking, hmm, you still got to commit. Yeah, they, they well, that's exactly it. And you, know, you look at panel females, you think, okay, yeah, like this is a guy I could learn a lot from. He's gonna get drafted uh, by an NHL team this year. Like, yeah, I'd be down for that. We've got good goaltending, it, it could be exciting. It's just you know, the factor of the event that occurred and just kind of that history. Of course, we don't really expect um, the same ownership group to be around, but at the same time, there's still that level of concern, right? So you yeah. just got you just got to look at the situation as it, it, it's an opportunity no matter what team you're on and whether you expect to finish first overall next year probably unrealistic if you're a bottom four team in the OHL but you still got to have that mentality of this is an opportunity for me to be on the biggest junior stage uh, out there I'm going to take it run with it and put myself in a good spot to get drafted very high into the NHL so yeah, for sure. And I think Sudbury has the most pressure going into this draft. I would say Sudbury has the most because Niagara, we expect them to have a change up top. So mm-hmm. if you're going to change up top, that means it's a rebuild. Well, it's not a rebuild, but there's going to be changes. I mean, every team, every change of ownership or whatever it is, is going to be a year yeah. behind of what you think they are. But yeah, I'd say Sudbury has the most pressure out of that going into the draft. That's for sure. They the most luck. I mean, last year, right? They got that luck out of every team. So, yeah, right. out of all twenty teams, right? They got the luxury of winning the draft lottery. So, well, I, th- I think just as much pressure. Yeah, I think it's just as much pressure goes on Niagara. You haven't had a first round pick in two years. You got to nail this one. And I, I understand they made that trade for Aiden Castle, and he was a first round pick. But they got to hit yeah. this pick. If they, oh, they don't. Did, yeah. There's going to be a lot of unhappy people in Niagara and yeah, yeah, that would not be a good situation if they miss on this pick. Yeah, for sure. They do. And like, can you imagine if Saginaw wins a draft lottery? Like Saginaw was a team that was destined to a conference final in 2019. Reese, you had them in Flint, a conference final. Yeah. Like they, they were so close two years in a row for being in the OHL finals. And just couldn't get there. Locked the one year. Last year, they would have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so close, right? But then they just couldn't get there. So, that's another team where it's like, if they could get that lock, look how good they could be. Yeah. I mean, they were so close, right? Yep, exactly. But so. every team, it's fun when you talk about the draft lottery, about which team needs what. And, like, the pressure that you put on just to move up three spots in the draft. Yeah. Like, if you're sitting in the fourth spot right now, like, the pressure of just moving up. Like if you're in Erie spot, right? Like what's the pressure, right? Like what is the pressure for the Fourth best odds. Worst case scenario. You pick fourth. Like, yeah. Well, like that's like Niagara. Let's say Niagara goes down to four. It actually, obviously, yeah. Misa would be perfect. Like Misa would be really good for every team. Mm-hmm. He's a heck of a player. But could you imagine if like, if a Niagara could get a Danford at four? 
from Quinty, the defenseman, big defenseman, plays out, plays every part, runs her power play, a really good Quinty power play, a top four team in the OHL Cup rankings this year. Like, can you imagine? Niagara's got to get that big defenseman back. You think of those, yeah. think of those good teams, Ryan Mantha, Aaron Hayden. Those guys were huge. Good luck getting well, hey, them. Look at look at the kid they took from uh, that Sam. They took Sammy there from Quinty. Yeah, Niagara. Yep. They there's they have a history. I know they have a Quint. They have a Quinty scout up there. The one Niagara scout is from Belleville. So that look out for look out for that. I mean, obviously you expect a little bit of junior Canadian vibes there. Mm-hmm. We saw that junior Canadian line, but. Look out for Quinty this year. I feel like there's a lot of interest out of there. They had a good program. They have really good D. I like Rogers and I like Danford. Those two are really good. So look out for those two guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. To the awards that are able to be handed out right now. Um, of course, stats play a lot into this. Just yeah, it's a stat award at the end of the year. Yeah, pretty much. But again taking nothing away from these players as much as it is just, Oh yeah. They want it because of stats. Well, yeah. Cause they worked their ass off in the regular season. So um, we, we will start down in Windsor. Wyatt Johnston takes home uh, the Eddie powers Memorial trophy. OHL top scorer this year, 68 games played every game for the Windsor spitfires, 46 goals, 78 assists and 124 points. It's, too bad he plays in Windsor because not enough people talk about the Windsor Spitfires, and it's very unfortunate. Because yeah, I mean, in their way are the Guelphs, Londons, and Kitcheners. No, you're right. I mean, Windsor definitely deserves the credit because I like we'll see in the playoff preview, but mm-hmm. Windsor is going to be up high on our list. That's for sure. They're at the Western Conference, probably the favorites for both of us at this yeah. point. Um, but yeah, the cool part was about Wyatt Johnson this year was when he didn't get, and obviously not cool, he didn't, but remember he never got the invite to the World Junior Selection Camp, and all of a sudden his game just took off. And it was similar to Luke Evangelista. I remember we're like, okay, Luke Evangelista has to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, he's got to make the team. The like, there's no yeah. way. Wyatt Johnson, it's similar to Brant Clark's situation. Like, mm-hmm. everyone said, why is Brant Clark not there, right? Which rightly so. He should have got the invite. Why didn't why why wasn't Wyatt Johnson there? Like Wyatt Johnson there? Like, look how good he was. But it's just wild how good his game got after that. It wasn't great that he wasn't there. Obviously, I should not have said that word, but his he really took it into a mature way and it showed how mature he is by when you don't get that invite to go and take your game to the next level and just prove them wrong. And that's what he did. Heck of a heck of a second after Wyatt Johnson, that's for sure. Yeah. Um in those 68 games, plus 29, uh, he was a 1.82 point per game player. Uh, and his 124 points are the most by an OHL scoring leader since Alex DeBrinket back in the 2016-17 year. And the Erie Otters made it all the way to the Memorial Cup final, losing to the Windsor Spitfires. So, foreshadowing a little bit? Hmm, maybe. Yeah, we're going to have that first round. That would have been a nice uh, segue. Yeah, right. If it would have been, e- been an eerie winter uh, first round, we could have just mentioned the preview now. Yeah, yeah, right. No kidding. Um, moving on, the top-scoring right winger, the Jim Mahone Memorial Trophy. Lucas Edmonds takes home the honor. He 
as well as Johnson played in 68 games. He had 34 goals, 79 assists for a total of 113 points. League high, 79 assists, I might add. And then and for Edmonds, it was a weird, right? He's a 21-year-old. He's an OA rookie, which is odd, right? To get that many points, 113 points. He's the one where I think, look to see where he signs, because that's going to be the big fish. Nathan Steos is a big fish. So is Edmonds. I mean, a rookie with that many points. You got to take a flyer on that, right? He's young still. Yeah, he's 21, but he's still a young player for his career when he's only played one year in the Ontario Hockey League. So it's it's an interesting flyer to take for an NHL team. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's a guy that you got to watch for to get a contract out of the out of the OA situation, similar to Nathan Stayers. Yeah, he had 30 different multi-point appearances, and he had nine Wild. different games where he had at least four points. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Moving to the crease, the Dave Pinckney trophy, the fewest team goals against shocker belongs to the Hamilton Bulldogs tandem of Marco Costantini and Matteo Drobak, a league low 176 goals given up over 68 games. Uh, It was never an easy night. You never saw a backup when you played the Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah, Marco yeah. Costantini, he's clearly the guy that's going to take them on this run. Uh, Mateo Drobak probably could have been a starter yeah, on at team. least 12 other teams. Yeah. The way he played yeah. this year. Yeah, for sure. And then probably a starter on some good OHL teams this year. That's for sure, too. Obviously, 12, yeah. But it's interesting. Like, even Alba, the third's good. Yeah. They have an Interesting decision next year to make Hamilton because all these guys could be back, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens here with the Bulldogs. But I remember like a month or two ago, like you could think who's going to be the starter. They were so good. They're so one and two, right? Yeah. Between Throwback and Constantine. The one negative thing I have about this award is look how good their defense is, right? Like yeah. I feel like this they got a lot of like help. This, I feel like this award is kind of set up. And Constantine and Throwback, yeah, they are the best tandem in the league up there with. With Badgeron and Ranger. I mean, North Bay is good. Even Sentis and uh, Herbetic. But Constantini and Drillback are the best tandem in the league. But it's just kind of odd, right? We need goals against, like, fewest goals against. I mean, Hamilton's the best team in the league by a lot, in my opinion. So it's kind of like, yeah. okay, like, the best teams to get the award. But, like, you have that tandem in, like, Mississauga. Look how good they are. But it's just interesting to see. Obviously, yes, they would be my pick either way for best tandem, but mm-hmm. it's just odd, right? Like goals against, like you could get the defenses, right? You're looking at Jack, like Grushnikov, Stalos, yeah. and like Grushnikov is going to be so kid in the playoffs. Like Grushnikov is built for the playoffs. I, I was going to say, you could almost give this award to the entire defensive team for the Hamilton Bulldogs, and that includes yeah. all their coaching staff that's involved with the defense, the defensemen, the goaltenders, like. Like, it's nice that they include this as a tandem because it was one hell of a job done by both of these guys. But yeah, obviously, you're going to talk to them. And I've heard this from goaltenders before. Oh, like, we just did a great job defensively. Like, you know, we didn't give up the most chances from the home plate area. There weren't too many in tight shots from the slot. Like, yeah. our defense did a good job keeping them. Like, you're always going to get those typical answers from a goaltender. But 
Um, these two definitely earned it because they were lights out uh, more nights sure. than not leading them to a 51, 12, three and two record uh, with 107 points. So yep, franchise record. Yeah. Uh, to the FW Dinty Moore trophy, lowest rookie goals against average. Dominic DeVincentis, uh Again, one of those backups where you're like, he was a rookie. But uh, he was a lot better than a few of the starters around the league. And, again, whether or not he actually would have got the starting job is a different story. But you look at who he's got in front of him in North Bay and Joe Verbedek, and it, you know, I'm sure that helped him quite a bit. 27 games for Dom, uh, 259 goals against average. His record, 14-8-0-1, and the save percentage at 907. And th- this was almost the same situation as Costantini and Drobak as yeah, clearly DeVincentis was the backup. But again, it was you're getting starter like talent out of this guy, and he sits on the bench more than he's in the game just because of how good Verbetic is. Yeah, and DeVincentis, his coming out party, in my opinion, at least was that featured game we did back, back in December. I just looked it up December 12, 2021, last year, obviously. Um, one nothing Barry beats North Bay. But remember that Sunday afternoon game? How good the goaltending was. And he goes up against Mac mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I just remember how good he was. And that's kind of his coming out party because, like, obviously it's December. You don't really see a lot of every team yet. And a lot of times you're just getting to where the lot, okay, these are the last couple teams you got to see play yet. And he really caught my eye in that game because he made some big saves. So that's a, and then he wins player of the week a couple times, two goaltender of the week. Heck of a week or heck of a year for him. Another thing, that's another team where next year they got some decisions to make in North Bay. Yeah. There's a lot of teams in the league next year that got to make decisions about goaltenders. A lot of teams. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me if Barry went after someone because I think next year is going to be the year that they really chase it. Um, I mean, I think think both of us think they have a pretty decent shot this year with – their makeup of their team. But of course we'll get into that as we get into the playoff scenarios. Yeah. Um, just want to also add Dom. Um, he was undefeated in his last eight starts and all of those games he won in regulation. So nice. That's shout a big one. Him. That's a low. Yeah. Shout out to you Reese for that one. That's a good stat. That's an underrated stat, right? Like when you win, it, win those games in regulation, right? Like mm-hmm. not extra time. And then, and he played against some pretty good teams. So, that's an underrated stat for sure. Winning regulation. It's hard for rookie goaltenders to win in any part in the league. Yeah. Um, that is all for end of season awards. Quickly, one more note before we hit the break and get to the playoffs. Uh, one suspension, Mississauga's Xander uh, Vecchia suspended one game uh, or for game one of the playoffs, I should say for a cross check. So, Yeah. He will be out of game one, but back for game two at the Paramount Fine Food Center. So Steelheads will be not missing them for very long. But that's a series. Oh, oh <laughs> we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a chat about that one. Absolutely, that's we will. That's the series. That yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll wait. I'll wait. On yeah, that come one. on. Hang on, Wardy. We're only halfway through the <laughs> you show. You can see that one. Yeah, Josh Collins. Yeah. When we come back, we will look at each series in round number one, kind of give you our take and we'll, we'll pick some winners for you for sure. Uh, We'll get into that. And then of course, included in that, the possibility of upsets. 
that'll be an interesting discussion because I think there's some teams that I think that'll upset and Morty will be like, what the hell are you thinking? And then you'll say some teams and I'll be like, well, what the hell are you thinking? And (laughs) it'll be a fun discussion. So what I think, you know, what team I have beating someone as an upset. Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Tell me the break. Tell me the break. Oh yeah. I will. I think, I think I know who I think I know. Yeah. 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 We'll be back. All right. Yeah. Time for a break. When we come back, playoffs here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL and 60 podcast. We've got all the coverage you need throughout the entire postseason. We're as excited as everyone else. Again, like we said, first time we've had playoffs since 2019. Uh, We're ready to go. So all our social media platforms will have as much content as possible. And it's going to be a good couple of months leading up to the Mem Cup. So uh, make sure, again, at the Own 60 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, You can find us, of course, on all major podcast platforms, including the Bulldogs Audio Network. Reed Duffy will have you covered right from game one against Peterborough all the way through as Hamilton makes a run for their second championship in four or five years. Five years. Five years. Wardy with the quick math. Two and five would be unreal. Yeah. I never knew I was a math guy. Neither did I. Yeah. So make sure you tune in to him. He's got the call for you. Buckley. I quote all We've that. got a new slogan for Buckley's, by the way, for anyone listening. Wardy's <laughs> got it. He came up with it. So I'll let him see it. Yeah, I've been chugging Buckley's all day. And uh, this is the slogan. Um, is this legal? It's not. It tastes like garbage, but it works. Is this yeah. legal? Because you all like you look at it, it looks like motor oil. like and it tastes like like it honestly when i was tasting it my brain was thinking no matter like believe Uh it or not that's never believe it or not it was thinking like like this is like insane like who like when you have to like taste test that like who says okay all right this is it yep this is it yep (laughs) eureka (laughs) <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is the best this is the best we're gonna get this is it put it over to the market pharmacies here we come but like oh, man ah, it like it's terrible but it works it does like i cleared up since this afternoon like i was terrible today all of a sudden we start talking to hockey and i'm like okay i'm in the zone let's go oh boy love it <laughs> yeah all right oh, please just call my name after though oh yeah it is you're ready for that shot you've got it queued up ready to go Yes, I do. Yeah. Might follow it up with a cane, right? Maybe, <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. <Ugh. laughs> yeah, that would be gross. Yeah, probably. That would that'd be, be yeah. pretty painful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we will start with the Eastern Conference, and we'll start with the 1-8 and then work our way down the 2-7, 3-6, and then the 4-5. That's kind of how we'll work through it. Just a few minutes for each series as we as we roll on. I mean, you know, the one versus eight in each conference. Uh, we're going to spend some time on it, but not as much as we are going to see 
with the four fives in each conference and even looking at the two seven or the three six in the West. So um, that's kind of how we're going to go about things until we wrap up the show in about 20, 22 minutes time. So we will start in the Eastern conference one versus eight. It is the Hamilton Bulldogs, Peterborough Pete's. And let's start from Peterborough's side because they didn't have a dog fight like the Erie Otters and Sarnia Sting had, but it was, they, they probably wanted to lock a spot up a lot quicker than they did. Sudbury kind of kept hanging around and then they lost a couple and Peterborough yeah. couple and it kind of just, you know, worked its well, way out that Peterborough clinched before this past weekend. But uh, just look at it from their perspective. I don't think we're giving them much of a chance in this series against a loaded Hamilton Bulldogs lineup, which by the way, missing half of their top guys and still scored 10. That's um, impressive. Eh? Well, They're what do you so see good. from Peterborough? Well, this is the thing I see from Peterborough. I think that it's a team where you're going to face 40 to possibly 55 shots a game mm-hmm. through Hamilton. Hamilton's going to shoot, get 50 shots on goal in this series in a game. It's going to happen. Probably more they than shoot. once. Yeah. They're, it's the playoffs. You tend to see that in the first matchup. I mean, hey, the second round in what, what year was that? 2017? When Tyler Parsons faced 60 shots in game one against the Erie Otters? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the second round. You're going to see that happen. Teams load up. Hamilton loaded up for this moment. This is why they, this is why they assembled this team. They want to go breeze through these rounds quickly and move to where they, their ultimate goal is. But the big thing is for Peterborough, Hamilton, can Hamilton stay in the moment? Can they not think – you can't think too big in round one, right? Mm-hmm. you got to get through round one first. You can see you see that a lot. You see that a lot where the one seed loses the first game at home. Oh, next thing they're down, they're down 0-1. And in my opinion, the saving grace is the goaltending for the Peterborough Peets. Can the goaltending play get enough to win them, win them a game at a time? You can't think – okay, we just want to play seven games. We just want to get to five games. Mm-hmm. We just got to think one game at a time. Every game is game seven for us. The pressure is all on Hamilton. There is no pressure on Peterborough at all in this series. I don't think there's any pressure at all. I, I remember in December, closer to January, when McTavish came back to Peterborough and everyone's thinking before that, we don't have a chance. We're terrible. We're going to be in the draft lottery. Like, we're not making the playoffs. So if that's the way you hear people talking, like fans talking and stuff, obviously the teams don't think that. And obviously the players think they can win it, and rightly so they should. But there's no pressure on them at all, Peterborough, in this series. But the big thing is a goaltending. It's going to come down Ty Austin, Michael Simpson, whoever the starters in that. Because I think Michael Simpson's probably good enough to be the starter. We'll see who the starter is, but that – it's going to be – that's what's going to come down to. Can you win that one game at a time, and can Hamilton stay in the moment? But if Peterborough can win that one game at a time, you never know. But I don't think there's any pressure at all on Peterborough. I was going to say, and it's almost the task of every team that faces the Hamilton Bulldogs in the playoffs is can you out-defend them? Yes. And can you as hard as that's going to be, <laughs> do we pick anyone to out-defend them? Uh, that's a tough task, you know what? but that that's really the key. Like if Peterborough wants any shot at winning this, they need to out defend the Hamilton Bulldogs. It's not about winning games five to one against Hamilton. That's not going to happen. 
you're going to win two to one or one nothing if you're the Peterborough Peets. You have to. Yeah, you have to. That's how you have to, to play. You have to play like it's one, a one goal game all 60 minutes. Yeah. You have to commit to it. It's a tough game. Those are tough to win. But at the end of the day, that's the only way you're going to win. You're not going to outscore them. You are not going to outscore the Hamilton Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Peterborough knows that. Yeah. Peterborough knows that. But it's going to be interesting to see. And I think the dream situation for Peterborough is. And I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't an effort for the team the Hamilton Bulldogs face. But on Friday night, I thought the Niagara Ice Dogs, other than the first period, played pretty good. The second period, they were a lot better. The first period, Niagara was terrible. They weren't in any battles at all, and they weren't structured defensively at all. Peterborough's going to be more destru- more structured than that. And Rosenzweig made some massive saves. But yeah, think about, but but yeah, yeah, that was the save of the year that I yeah. saw. But that you think about the that type of game, right, where it's kind of close. Obviously, Hamilton had some guys out, but you think about that, right, with Peterborough. Peterborough's more structured defensively than they are, than Niagara is. So, you think about that, that's a pretty good effort. Like, you put Peterborough in that situation, maybe it's 3-2 that game. So, that's that's the type of game you got to look at. And I know they're watching video like crazy right now. Teams are going to know each other. I know it's cliche to say this because playoffs, it's obviously going to be tight. There's not going to be a lot of room. But when you have this long to watch a team, because basically every team was clinched going in the last weekend, except for once, and that was the eighth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, teams are going to know each other. Teams do their first round matchup for a week and a half. So they're going to know. They're going to know what's going on. They're going to know each other pretty well, the tendencies. So it's going to be interesting to see how that looks. But I think Hamilton should have a good go with this one. No pressure on Peterborough at all. Yeah. Yeah, so quickly, one player from Peterborough. Who do you think who do you think is gonna to have to be that guy to lead the way? Well, I think the goaltending situation is big recent. Obviously, that's what it's gonna be, but I think you look at the defensive core. I look at the Donovan McCoys to that group. Can McCoy can McCoy log those minutes, right? Now you're gonna see it. Is he a rookie, right? And this is a first, right away. We're looking at a first, our first series we're talking about. We're already thinking about a, yeah. a rookie and a second year rookie, that is. And can he log those big minutes? Because you and you got to play defense. You got to play good defensively, which he can, which he is a defensive guy, in my opinion. I think he's a defensive defenseman. But it's going to be interesting to see. Can he log those 40 minutes tonight against the McTavish line? Because Hamilton's loaded. Misak's their second, third line center some night. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do, Hamilton, offensively, how Peterborough can match up. But McCoy's my pick, my player to watch for the Peterborough Peets. Yeah. No, good choice. I'm going forward for them. And if they're going to have any shot at beating at beating uh, Marco Costantini, it's going to be because Chase Stillman was involved. And, yeah, you know, the rumors around there about Peterborough wanting to flip him to London and just Sudbury waited too long, whether those rumors yeah. are actually true or not. I mean, uh, whether we confirm or deny them it really doesn't matter anymore. It's time for the playoffs. But you, know, you look at Chase Stillman, just uh, the veteran that he is. He's first round pick in the NHL 2021 to the New Jersey Devils. And by veteran, I mean, this is year number two for him, but he's just that good that he makes such a big impact. So for him, I think you look at it as, you know, between Sudbury and Peterborough. Yeah. He was a minus 18. Both teams were the eight and nine seed in that conference in the Eastern conference. So I think for him, if that Peterborough top line can be plus, yeah, that that's where you start from, and whether or not it's 
know, a whole lot to get some traction and win a game. It's just, if your top line isn't plus, you're not giving yourself a fair shot. And I think that's where Stillman's, um, you know, with his dad being who he is, will, has shown him what to do. He's shown yeah. him, this is how you lead a team on the top line, going up against a hard contender in the Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, Chase Stillman's going to have to do it up front, and that's a great pick by you for McCoy on, on the back end. So those two leading by example. I mean, if we move to the Hamilton side, I think we could pick uh, – look at their roster. Uh, I'm going to take that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. But I, I think yeah. this is – I think for Hamilton, it's almost a conversation of – what third or fourth liner is going to stand out as that guy? Like, I think like, we're reading we, each other's minds like, now. Yeah, like we can pick the McTav- McTavishes, the Wintertons, Morrison, like the back end. We can look at Steos and Jack Eye, Cammer, like, but who's that depth piece that's going to make them so much tougher? You know, you know, it's a big one, Reese, for Hamilton, because you have, you, you said they like, oh, Stillman, right? Stillman, Avon, that top line, Robertson for Peterbilt. They got it. They're going to have, they're going to be going up against that top line, the Morrisons, the Hayes, the McTavish, Witterton, whatever one they put in there. McKee, McKee goes all over. He keeps the same lines, but this first and second lines tend to switch a lot. But it's that third line. And you look at the third line from a couple games back at Misak, Duart, and Diaka. If that's a line, that's a line that's got to be big. That, I don't want to pick a line because I know we have the same opinion on this one, Reese. But my opinion is that Diak, George Diaco, Yami Shack are the two big ones, in my opinion. They got to do art too. They got to have a massive series because the matchup for Peterborough is going to be defend, defend, defend McTavish, Morrison, Winterton, yeah. or Morrison, Hayes, Humphrey will probably be that top line. And then you'll see Winterton, McTavish, and you tend to see that a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see who they try to pair against because the matchups are big in the postseason. But I'm going to say Meshack has the – he's my player to watch for Hamilton because I think he's got to have a big series because if he can have a big series, they're going to, they're going to win this no problem because it's hard to match up against a three-line team like this. I mean, Lawson Shirk was your fourth-line center in this game. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and I like that pick too because – I'm not saying this is a small line by any means, but Meshock's only six feet. Uh, and in hockey yeah. terms, that's short. Um, you know, the biggest guy is Duart at six, two, but then you go to Diaco at five, seven. Um, yeah. They, they got to hold their own in this series and throughout the playoffs, they got to, they got to be able to stand up against those big defenders. And again, you're going to see number one defenseman um, defending this line. That's just, you're going to have to, like those top D men are going to have to play a lot of minutes in order to keep them under control. So they, they can't get pushed around too much. And for me, I'm for me, I like that pick by you, Wardy. I'm going to the back end for Hamilton, Jory and Donovan, uh, just, just as a rookie, six, two, one eighty. He's got this, he's got the size for it. Um, can he get those rookie mental mistakes out of his game for the playoffs because it's going to happen. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, it's going to happen. You're going to see mistakes by all these rookies, but can he minimize them? Because I think if it, if Hamilton is going to lose any series, it's going to be those extra opportunities that those teams get. It's not going to be 
them just hammering shots at Costantini. You know that's not going to happen. You're not going to see them give up 50 shots in a game. And potentially maybe Windsor would do it, but that's not going to happen. So can he get rid of any of those rookie mistakes that you typically see uh, from younger defensemen, uh, whether it's at any level, AHL, NHL, OHL, you know, doesn't matter, but they just got to minimize. And that's, I think that's key for him. Yeah, for sure. Overall in this series, Reese, I think that's all for the players. So overall, what do we think? Four nothing or four one hand. Yeah, I I yeah. think four. I think four straight. I think four straight. I hope it. Obviously, honestly, I kind of hope it doesn't. I don't like sweeps. I like yeah. it when it goes deeper. I like the. I like the animosity of the series. I like as they go deeper, but yeah, yeah I just think Hamilton loaded up. Hamilton had the best trade deadline. Everyone says that. I don't think there isn't a person that says Hamilton did not have the best trade deadline in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, um, they're the best. They're the best team in Canada right now in the rankings. Obviously, those rankings aren't really right when there's three OHL teams in the rankings. Those kind of baffle me, but they've gotten better. They're right teams at one. I'll say that. Yeah. But, yeah, I got four. All right. Moving on, North Bay, Ottawa, 2-7 matchup in the Eastern Conference. And, again, we had to wait a little bit longer for this one because Peterborough, Ottawa, we're still competing for that seventh seed. But uh, you look at the North Bay Battalion, you look who they got in net. The tandem's just as good as – the Hamilton Bulldogs is, and then you got the Ottawa 67s where eh, their goaltending was not awesome this year. It's been, they have a guy though. They have a guy. I'll say my player to watch in the series. Also their goaltender goaltender of the week this week in the Ontario hockey league. Uh, He's my player to watch in the series. Sorry. I just want to mention because I think that also is good. I really like, Denoso. They had struggles with Cranley consistency and McKenzie hasn't been great, but Denoso has been their one bright spot. Remember that Remember that Friday night game against Hamilton on the TSN, CHL and TSN game mm-hmm. where Hamilton peppered them. They peppered them like crazy and all of a sudden boom, it's like what was it, like one nothing in the third period? Like Hamilton was all over them and they're only winning by one. Ottawa made it a game. They're gonna go. They're gonna stay in this series if Denoso can keep them in this series. Denoso is gonna be the playoff starter. It, I don't think it's been named yet, but he's going to be the starter. He has to be because the guy. That's a big momentum switch before it even starts. Everyone knows Denoso is their guy. So, I think he's my player to watch. Denoso. Sorry, back to the series. I just wanted to mention. No, Ottawa. that's fine. No, I mean I might I might as well say my player the player of the series to watch for me. I think it's Vincennes Rower. Yeah. Um, 48 points, 64 games again, minus nine. That's not where you want him to be, but one of the biggest stats I look at, and this is going to be huge going up against North Bay and just having that puck more than them. Uh, Rower won 278 faceoffs. That's big. Face-offs like, that's, are big. Possession. Yeah. You, again, as a seven, eight seed, it's going to be tough to keep the puck away from that higher team. But if you can at least start with it, it gives you a shot. And it, obviously with him being a right winger, 278, yeah, obviously centers are going to be higher than that. But it's just it's a supporting cast. And I think that's a really good number to have as a winger, to have as a rookie, I guess, if you want to call it in the in the OHL this season. But yeah, um, 
yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big series for him, and he's going to have to be big for Ottawa uh, to give them a shot. Um, I guess we'll switch to North Bay, and you know we saw the lull. They got they didn't get rid of it quickly. The North Bay lull lasted not as long as Mississauga's, but it was still a lot longer than a lot of people thought it would last. Yeah. And they did turn it around at the right point. They were able to secure that Central Division win, get second place uh, in the Eastern Conference. And just, I guess, look at it from their standpoint. I'm not saying that there's any chance at an upset or anything, because I don't think there is. I think North Bay will handle Ottawa fairly easily, but from their standpoint, I mean, you could go up and down the lineup. The top two lines can get the job done. I mean, their defense, goaltending. I mean, where are you going, Wardy? What's the biggest bright spot for them that's going to help propel them this first round and throughout the playoffs? Well, first off, credit to Ottawa because I think uh, Tyler Boucher is going to play a very important role for, uh, role for them because just the way he plays his game, right? His game's a hard two-way physical game. So – I feel like he's going to be big on that shutdown line along with Roar because they're get, Roar can win the face-offs, right? And possession's so big against those top lines. But now to over the North Bay side, yeah, we're talking about possessions, right? You got to win face-offs. Can Coe, Russell, Petrov, that mega line, that top line, stay, can they win those draws, right? Because it's going to be a 50-50 battle. Roar can win face-offs. It's going to be down to that, right? Can they get the pucks back? Can they defend? Because sometimes you don't defend until the playoffs. Some of these good lines in the Ontario Hawks, they don't defend at all. But a lot of these lines do. And that's going to be the question to me. My player to watch for North Bay is Brandon Coe. I think he's the top power forward in our league by far. Um, so let's see what he can do. Let's see what. Let's see how he can match up against those guys. Let's see how Petrov and Russell can def- can match up with him as well up front. But that's it's going to be such an intriguing series to me because – Ottawa can battle it out a little bit, and it might make things frustrating for North Bay. So that's the one thing for me. But Coe's my pick. Can Coe really take that step up? Because remember, a couple seasons ago, or last season, we were thinking, okay, he'd be a perfect guy for the playoffs. We knew he'd have a big year. He gets drafted by San Jose, comes back to the Ontario Hockey League. Let's see how good he would be. But he never got that opportunity. Now Mm -hmm. Now it's his opportunity. So let's see what he's got. Yeah, I like that pick for sure. Um, yeah, it's North, North Bay is going to have to just continue to score and he's going to have to be at the, at the front of it for sure. I mean, for me, I'm going back to the back end, uh, show guest Ty Nelson. Yeah. I can't wait to see what this kid does in the playoffs. Cause energy it's, it was so awesome to watch him play throughout the regular season. It just, he blew everyone out of the water with all of the expectations they had. Not saying he overachieved by any mark at all, but he was just so good. You look back at that one-two combination in that draft with him and Femis, and again, doesn't help Femis played on a last-place team with that coaching staff. But Ty Ty Nelson definitely put himself as, yeah, that was the better choice for sure, in my opinion. So for him, it's, again, it's like Donovan. You got to be better than not and i know that may sound really stupid and people are saying well duh that's how you win in the playoffs but again it's just it's all mental for these young kids you look at brandon co he knows what to do he's probably going to play in the nhl one day he knows what to do ty nelson he's experienced the top prospects game he's the scouts have been around him all year long 
Um, can he control it and can he stay in the moment for the North Bay Battalion? And I think he will. I think he's just an overall professional already. So it's going to be interesting for sure. I'm excited to watch him. I think Grayson Ladd is going to have a huge impact for him. Um, I really like that move getting him from Windsor. So, yeah, it's kind of sets them up right for this moment. That's kind of what they made that trade for mm-hmm. now for this moment. And yeah, the thing is with Ty Nelson, that energy, right? That's so big that he has that. Like, it's so exciting to see him play in the playoffs because he's so energetic. Yeah. And let's see how it looks in the playoffs because now it's a different animal, right? It's a different animal. You play bad one game, you don't get tomorrow, right? So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see now that we're in that stage of the season. And it's exciting, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? North Ooh, Bay, Ottawa. I have North Bay in five. And I could that's see, where I was uh, going. For Bennett. For Bedex a starter, for Bedex a starter, but I could see Devin Santis for how good he's played this year, getting a couple games, mm-hmm. one for sure, elimination game. If it's three nothing, I could see Devin Santis getting a start. Yeah, imagine what that might do for him moving forward in his OHL yeah. career. Well, that's the thing, right? Like when it's a two versus seven series, like I don't get what like one versus eight, like quickly on the Hamilton situation. If Hamilton's up. 2-3-0, and the series is going pretty good. You win the first two games pretty handily, or the first three games pretty handily. Why doesn't Drillback get a start in game four? Right? Like he's yeah, really good. I agree. The top duo. They're the top duo. North Bay, why Devin Sentis has the lowest goals against for any rookie in the, in the Ontario Hockey League. Why doesn't he get a chance, right? He's not going to blow it. He's played good this year. He's shown he's played good. Why not? You got to think about your future too, right? So obviously, yeah, rest. But when the if the other series are going long, you're up three zero. Why not give him a chance? Mm-hmm. I I like he's not going to drop the ball when you're like especially the Hamilton situation when you're heavily favored. Drawback's good enough. Demon Santos is capable enough to win the win the playoff game. Yeah. I'd like to see that, but I think Demon Santos gets a game. But Verbatic will be the starter. Obviously, Verbatic first to know, so will be the starter game one. Yeah. Yeah, five games for me as well. I think North Bay is going to take that one, move on to the second round. Um, Kingston, Oshawa. We've kind of gone long with these first two series. Oh, well. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Kingston, Oshawa, three versus six matchup in the Eastern Conference. Yes, this series. Yeah, this one won't be as far away as people think it will be. Obviously, Oshawa really hasn't been a great second half team, but both teams are underachieving this year. Yeah. I think it's. A, I think these are two teams that have underachieved this year, and that's why I think this series is so intriguing because, like, you can see things going south for both teams, as you can see things going right for both teams. So it's kind of odd. Like, there's a couple, like, couple weeks ago, I said I was going to come on and say Oshawa doesn't look like they get along. Like, they look like they have serious problems, and then they go win two out of the next three in the weekend. So there goes that quote. But they. Was just a different, it's an odd team. I like Kingston, similar to Kingston. I think the big thing is can Shane, Shane Wright, this year draft year, you were talked about all year. This was supposed to be Kingston's year to win. This was supposed to be Kingston's year three seasons ago. Since the day Shane Wright got drafted, this was their year to win the Memorial Cup. It was their year. Mm-hmm. They have a good goaltender in their lineup. They go out and make the Ben Roger trade. They get a good defenseman from Ottawa. They got 
they have a good team on the back end. Can they? But they've underperformed. Mm-hmm. Can wisdom? Can wisdom bump his game up? Can Chromiak? But like, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I think Kingston wins the series, but it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. My player to watch in that series is tough. Yeah, you think about supporting cast for Kingston and Shane, right? You mentioned Chromiak, Wisdom, of course. Edmonds. Um, yeah, Edmonds. Uh, Maddox Collins is going to be in there. We'll Fraska. see what he can do in the playoffs. Yeah, Frasca. It's just, it's all these guys. They they got to be a team. It's not just the 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 spotlight can't be on Shane Wright for the Kingston Frontenacs. The spotlight has to be on the top six. They have to own this series uh, in yeah. order for them to be successful. It can't just be him. It's got to be all six guys. I have my players to watch in the series, and I don't think it's expected. I don't think many listeners even are going to think where I'm going, but you sold me on the point how the top six, right? The top six are so big. My player to watch for Kingston is Paul Ludwinski in the series. Ooh, I like that. I like because, that Because So this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Now I'm excited because Oshawa's going to go Tulio, Harrison, Roloff. They're going to go against the right line. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the Hamilton situation, but it's kind of a poor man's Hamilton. But they're going to try to do – they're going to try to, like, zero in on Shane Wright. Right, right, right. right. But you're going to zone in on Shane Wright. And all of a sudden it opens up opportunities. And I think Paul Lewinsky has a very big series. Draft year. I mean, top pick. Let's see what he can do, right? I like his game. I really do. Um I think that's a guy that could have a big series. So Paul Edwinski's the guy to pick. He's a player like to watch that. in the series for Kingston. For Oshawa, I think it's Patrick Lever. I think Lever's got to have a series. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Lever or Richie because I feel like Richie, the secondary scoring's got to be massive because similar to Kingston, they're yeah. just going to zero in on each other. Okay, I don't want Shane Wright to beat us. I'll let Paul Edwinski mm-hmm. score the superstar goal against us. I'll let him be Mr. Game 7 against us, but Shane Wright is not going to beat us. They've had some battles this year, Kingston-Oshawa, all year. It's going to be interesting, but Lever's my pick for Oshawa. Ludwinski's my pick for Kingston. I like that. Big fan of that. Um, My pick for Kingston, I'm going Martin Chromiak. Yeah. And, and as easy as it is to pick Shane Wright, just because he's the captain, it's his Expected year. Expected, though, right? He's going to get drafted. Yeah, that's the thing. And like, like, It's all about the supporting cast. It's a common theme. We're going to sound like a broken record. Casey Frontenac, like, yeah, those, those other five guys, they have, to, they have to perform just as well as Shane Wright does. And no, they're not five other Shane Kingston. Wrights. If there was, Kingston would have won 100 and would have won all 68 games, and it wouldn't have even, wouldn't have even been close. But it's just, again, it's that just that whole collective – group and Martin Kromiak he's a drafted guy he's had experience in an NHL environment fifth round pick of LA time to step up time to earn your spot in the pros in the next couple years when you play with a guy like Shane Wright can you stand out beside him yeah so I'm going Martin Kromiak for the Kingston Frontenacs Uh, the Oshawa Generals Ooh, it's tough. Uh, I, I'm picking Ty Tulio. I'm going to go with their captain. Again, just like just like Peterborough with Stillman. If he's yeah, not yeah. going, they're not going. And it, it starts with him. You're the captain of this team. Perform. Go out and do yeah. it. That That's and the way I see it. 
You know, and the thing that's really surprised me with Oshawa is, Reese, Oshawa, when you watch them play, they don't have that puck carrier. You know, they have a bunch of guys where you got to get them the puck. Right. That's the one thing that I look at this series and I'm thinking where Kingston could win this series a lot earlier than expected because Kingston has guys like Shane Wright, Chromiak can carry the puck, Wisdom's a hard buzz around like a bee all over there in the corners. Right, like wisdom's going to be exciting to watch in this playoffs too. <laughs> wisdom's going to be get, but like it's just interesting to see like Oshawa can they carry the puck a little bit more because you really don't see them a lot. Like it, yeah, it's in the OHL you look at that, but when you think about these guys in their futures, they're not really puck carrying guys. So that's the one thing that hurts Oshawa in this series. Who's going to carry the puck? Mm-hmm. But that's the one quote I have to watch. The one negative thing I guess for Oshawa. Okay, then I guess we'll go to the result. Who wins this series? I think Kingston in six. Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I'm at. I could see them win in five, but yeah, if it went six, wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. All right, this one here we go. Going to take a while. We're already over an hour, so we'll everyone be going, out there, we are going overtime for sure. Playoffs. Um, yeah, playoff preview. I'll, maybe I'll put it in the comments. Longer than 60 minutes. Fear discretion <laughs> advised. Maybe that's not right. Say. <laughs> Take well, it easy on it. We'll see when I write it out. But uh, yeah, Mississauga Barry, the four versus five. I think what's going to be the closest series in the first round. Easily, yeah. I could see it going seven games. The all coaching matchup James Richmond against Marty Williamson. Uh, we'll go with you, Wardy, first because. Like, like I said, I think we're going to each have like five minute points just about this series because it, it, it has the potential to be that close. Well, Reese, you saw it Saturday firsthand. Barry's power plays really good. Mm-hmm. Their power plays really good. They have pieces there, especially getting Forrester back. That's massive. So now we look at it. Mississauga's penalty kill. Very good penalty kill. We know what their penalty kill can do. That's the one point where I really want to look at the special teams in this series. I think it's going to be really structured because you look at James Richmond's system, it's always been all Mississauga's winning these games because they're so systemed, right? They're so good system-wise. They don't give up a lot of space. They're so hard to play against. But if you're going to think about another coach in the Eastern Conference that could match any team, it like kind of like it can blend in with any team against who they're playing, like matchup-wise, it's Marty Williamson. Mm. So – and the coaching, it's kind of, you kind of give the nod to Barry because Marty Williamson, I mean, legendary coach in our game. Like, it's tough. You look at the defensive end, you probably give the nod to Barry because Brant Clark's going to log a ton of minutes. Oh, God, yeah. I think Brant Clark would be my player to watch in the series. I mean, you're a top 10 pick. You got to do it. You got to, you got to show. Yeah. But forward, you probably give it forward you probably give it to Mississauga I mean Del Bubaloo's back those draft eligible guys got to step up with Hardy Jakey Birdie should have a big one too Showgast like he's gonna have to have a big series it's tough right goaltending goaltending you got Matt Guzda but then you look at Mississauga they got Joe Ranger and Bajran like what do you like it's a tough series I'll say my players to watch right now I'll say Del Bubaloo's is for Mississauga I think he's gonna have a big one and Brett Clark for Barry but when you go in depth on it, it's very tough to decide. I mean, Matt Guzda, yeah, he's one of he's a top five goaltender in our league. But is he healthy? <laughs> like, how's he going to look? Mm-hmm. How's he going to look? It's similar to Brett Rochu in London. What are they going to be? So it's going to be interesting to see that part. 
Well, well, and for this one for Marty Williamson, I look back at the 2016 Niagara Ice Dogs. They were not first. They were not second. They weren't even third in the Eastern Conference. They finished fourth that year. And you think about yeah. all the talent they had with uh, Josh Hosang, Brendan Perlini and goal. They had Alex Nedeljkovic. Like Vince Dunn was one of their top defensemen. Like, and then you see the rookies that they had, Ben Jones, who went on to be the captain and an absolute stud for the Ice Dogs. Jonathan Schaefer, who was a very solid defenseman, now being awesome at Brock University. So um, you think about that team and their one loss until the OHL finals was in round one against the Ottawa 67s. And then they swept through the first place Barry Colts and second place Kingston Frontenacs, who both were picked to be in the OHL finals. It's just they were going to go head-to-head in that Eastern Conference final, but it was the Niagara Ice Dogs coming out of that. As the fourth seed, playing London in the OHL final. Of course, Colin, you know how that ended. Uh, but uh, it's just, it, it, it just it goes back to my quote at the beginning of the year about Marty Williamson having that chance to win Coach of the Year is that he's been in situations where he hasn't been the favorite. And he just finds a way to be the favorite obstacles all of a he sudden. Exactly. He, does. he overcomes great obstacles. Yeah. It's not like he's got the most talented team in the playoffs and well, looking at Hamilton and Windsor's roster, he definitely does not, but it's just, it, it's getting guys to mesh together at the same time. And that's kind of the theme of that 2016 ice dog squad was, you know, we're not big names. Yeah. Nadelkovic was um, Hosang Perlini were, but, you know, outside of maybe their top five, there wasn't a there weren't a whole lot of guys who got looks at the NHL. Similar to what just, they are now. Yeah, that's it. That's the team they are in Barry. And yeah, I mean, you got Forrester Clark, right? Yeah, it's it, it's a matter of. I think it's a matter of what coach can have the best in-game adjustments. That that's who's going to win this series because yeah. these two teams are evenly, evenly skilled all the way through. And it's just, again, it's those adjustments by Richmond and Williamson. That's going to make the difference. And um, play, players for me, uh, the Mississauga Steelheads, uh, this was tough. I kind of had to think about it a little bit. I really wasn't too sure who I wanted to go with. Um, I, Ethan Del Mastro obviously has to be, yeah, has to be great. There. Like lead by example, you're 6'4", 206. Um, basically stop anything that comes at you. And he is very good at doing that. So, um, for me, that that's going to be my choice for the Mississauga Steelheads for the Barry Colts. Uh, who was that? I wasn't going to go him because I wanted to go Forrester. We obviously know how good he's going to be. I'm going Bo Jelsma. Hey, nice. He's nice. he is he is that depth guy who will make that difference. That second line center, right? Yeah, he's the rookie that's getting higher minutes than a normal rookie would in the yeah. playoffs. If he continues to be great, Barry's gonna kind win of, this series. He's kind of like that rookie I talked about, Ben Jones. Mm-hmm. When Williamson gave him the opportunity in Niagara. Yeah. Because you saw it all year with uh, Bo Gelsman, right? We talked about him scoring 30 goals this year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the opportunity. And uh, I like those picks for sure. Um, so, so who wins? Two. This is like a coin flip. This is where we just I know. say seven games. Yeah. But it will go seven games, I think. I mean, I think these two teams play too good of hockey. It's too structured. To, and it's unfortunate one of these teams are going to be out in the first round. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm going to have to – I think I'm – I think Barry gets it done in seven. I'm going to say Barry. I, I'm with you. I, I think, think the Barry, superstars. I think Barry, Barry is a superstar. Yeah, and I think – And they have home ice advantage, even though yeah. they technically don't. I just think – yeah. Oh, Mississauga is going to be there. Exactly. And Barry fans are going to travel. Barry fans are going to travel. I'm going to say first playoffs without Dale Howard, Chuck. It's going to be loud there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, getting Forrester back, they got the they got one of the top deadline acquisitions to the top three. And they didn't give yeah. anything up for him. Yeah, I mean, McDonald was a good ad too. Yeah, yeah, he so looked good a, Saturday night. Niagara McDonald. He's good. He's a good. Play. He's really good. Yeah, they won that trade. They won that trade. What's Olson done in Oshawa? But it's yeah. like it's interesting. <laughs> but like, what's he done? Like, so that's a really good trade. It's a real, well, it wasn't even really a trade. It was a swap one guy out, add another guy, yeah. put them together, and hey, boom, put them in our squad. That's Marty Williams, and he knows his team. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go Barry Saddam. All right. To the West, Windsor, Sarnia. Okay. Sarnia? Tie boy. Tie boy. I think that's the big one for me. I think he, how, how does he look in the playoffs? I think he's like, you're, he had three breakaways a couple Sundays ago, two weeks ago. Three breakaways in the first ten minutes of a game. Like he's moving his feet. He's electric. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Ty Voigt for Sarnia. I'm gonna for Windsor. I'm gonna go Pasquale Zito. Showgast. I just think Ooh. Zito. I think Zito in his line. I think they gotta have a big. I think they have to have because I think that Sarnia's gonna zero in on that top line as expected. You have to. So can Zito step up? Can he get the points? Can he mm-hmm. play that? Can he play that game? Right, it's similar how I said about Tyler Boucher in Ottawa. Right, how Boucher is going to play a hard nosed game in that series. Pasquale Zito is going to play that similar game in Windsor. So, to me, Pasquale Zito is a guy to watch in a series like this. Those guys can get in their skin. Mm-hmm. They play hard, play a hard two way game. Pasquale Zito, Ty Boyd are my two picks. My one thing to look for in this series, though, I think it. And I, I'll wait. I'll let you say your stuff first because I have when we do our score present predictions. I will have a. I'll have one. Uh, for for me, I'm going in goal for Sarnia. Go draw. Uh, I think he'll be the one to steal a game or two. Windsor's just that good with Cooley and Johnson up front. It's just is that defense for Sarnia going to be able to stop them? Just that onslaught that they can just in a you know flick of the wrist, they're on you and they're scoring. So he. He's going to see a lot of shots. He's going to be Ty, Nel- Ty Nelson, Ty Austin, or Michael Simpson for Peterborough. He's going to see shots. He's, he's got to stop more than you know Medina or Onuska does. And it's just he's going to have to outbattle them. So I'm going with him for Sarnia, for Windsor. Um, it's, this is easy for me. I, I'm going to go right with Wyatt Johnston. He, he can lead a team to an OHL final just by himself. Obviously, it helps having a supporting cast with Maggio, Zito, um, Cooley as well. Like Obviously, that helps. But he, he's just that type of player. 23rd overall pick to the Dallas Stars. He, he won the scoring title for a reason. He's a good player. Oh, for sure. For sure. Score prediction? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Windsor. In six games, six games, because Goudreau can win at least two games in this series. He's drafted goaltender. He's mm-hmm. proven that all year. He can win games. 
Ben Goudreau, and this is the thing about Sarnia. Sarnia doesn't really get the credit they deserve because they're not the sexy team. Like they're not the team where you look at a, look at them and you're like, oh, I want to see that guy play, right? This guy's unreal. Like they got superstars. Yeah. I mean, hey, they're an eighth seed. They're an eighth seed in the conference. So yeah, you're gonna get that. But you think about it this year. Look how good they played against the London Knights this year. Even when Sarnia is that one team where you, hey, Sarnia beat London when London was at their best with Logan Mayu with Brett Brochier. Mm-hmm. They beat them all year. It doesn't it didn't matter what it didn't matter what London had in their lineup. Didn't Thornton start one of those games too? Yeah, Thornton started one of those games, but Goudreau played unreal against yeah. them this year. Goudreau played unreal. And Sarnia as a team is just a team that they're not the sexy team, but they can battle, they can compete. And if they can make the if they can make things frustrating for Windsor, you can and when you're on top of that having Goudreau in that who can win games just by himself is pretty big. So I have Windsor in six games. All right. Um, I'm going Windsor in five. I think they have yeah. 10 times more scoring than Sarnia does. And yeah, I, I, obviously not, not, not taking away any points you just made. Godreau, very capable of winning two games, not taking anything away from him. I just, I think Windsor can just flat out outscore Sarnia. Yeah. But hey, it's some of the Toronto Maple Leafs situation, right? Toronto Maple Leafs, they score a million goals in regular season. Austin Matthews scores a million. You're right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden hey, they're going to cruise and they're losing the first round. You're right. The goal, the goal, things tighten up in the playoffs, right? Can they play that playoff atmosphere? That's why I think Sarnia, right? The way they play, they play that hard nosed game where they're not going to give you a lot of space. They're going to play, they're going to battle you, right? They're going to make you win puck battles. Can those elite goal scorers, on winter battle, can they can they go into those board battles? Right, that's the thing. You, you're at your your game changes in the playoffs, and that's the one question I think, and that's going to be the question in the series, right? And it comes down: Can Sarnia play their game? It's a mindset. It really is a mindset. It was like Columbus versus Tampa Bay a couple seasons ago in the NHL playoffs, right? Where you didn't expect it to be a sweep, but the mindset and it really is. And if Sarnia can come in there and play their game one game at a time, it's going to be an interesting series, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the pick. Windsor should win in five. That's a really good one. It's a stretch to say six. I just think that Sarnia will be better than what they're given. I really do. I think Sarnia will be good. All right. Two versus seven. London Kitchener. Another <laughs> installment of this rivalry in the playoffs. Hey, um, the schedule too. The schedule for this series, it sets up perfectly. So Thursday in London, it's kind of a tough night to start on Thursday. There won't be a lot of people there, which is kind of unfortunate. But yeah. Friday should be packed, and then Sunday at the odd, Tuesday at the odd. Like it's going to be such a good environment. This is this is the when you look at OHL matchups. This is that prototypical rivalry matchup. This is the matchup, right? The London Kitcheners. We always talk about the modeled franchises, the Windsors, the Oshawas. We always talk about these franchises. When two meet up, London yeah. Kitchener, this is a series. It's going to be exciting. Um, I think that if London gets Brett shoe back, I think it's a shorter series than when I it's agree. given. I just, like, but... I think the one question is for London is London 
and I've said I said this about a month and a half ago, I think, on the show. I mentioned how it's the smallest forward core I've ever saw in the Hunter era. I don't think I've saw a forward core this small in London before. And I think that's the one thing where it kind of hurts them in the playoffs because, hey, like you mentioned about a couple series ago, little bot, six foot two, right? Six foot, if you're under six foot, you're not big anymore. Like, it's weird. Six foot's an average the smaller size player now in the NHL. Mm. So it's kind of it's right. It's tough. It's going to be interesting to see can those small bodies hold up. And I know it's just the first round. I know all that, but Kitchener's going to go at them. Kitchener has a guy named Navarin Mutter, where who is going to be running yeah. around all series long, and he's my player to watch on Kitchener because if he can. If he can play his game, literally, he doesn't even have to go out of his way. He just needs to play his game. Kitchener's going to win this series. Kitchener will win this series if he can play his game. It's not going to be close. Because I don't think London's tough enough to play in a seven-game series against a lot of teams in the league. And I think Kitchener's one of them because it's like like McKenzie kind of thought at the deadline, okay, we're not going to sell, but we are going to sell. And we're going to get – I like where we are. As long as we stay out of that eighth matchup, playing the top team, we can beat any other team. Other than Windsor, we can beat any other team in the Western Conference. And let's go. Let's go right at them. And all Kitchener has to do is win one game in in London in the first two games. They just got to win one out of the two, and it'll be a series. If London wins them both, then it's tough. But if Kitchener wins one out of the two, Kitchener will win the series, in my opinion. I think Kitchener's good. I really do. I like Petizzi. I like their line. I like Mutter. I think Mutter, he's obviously a player to watch, but Mutter's going to be, he's going to be a game changer in that series. Lana doesn't like that, right? Strong mm-hmm. just doesn't like getting touched. You never see Strong just on the highlight reel goals carry the puck five on five. It's all on the power play. You never see him carry it five on five. So now, and they weren't playing Kitchener. It's a totally different ball game in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it, for London, it's the Brett Brochu factor. This is the rest yeah. we kind of were like, hmm, he kind of needs a break. Not like this long, yeah, obviously, but them. like like th- this is that break we are kind of talking about. If he gets back for game number one, like like you said, it's it'll be over a lot quicker than most people will expect it to be before it starts without him. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you said it. They're not big. They're like six three uh, he's no that's they're around six six one you know rest are five eleven five nine like it's it's they can't get pushed around and that's whether whether they try and fight back as much as possible again with the size it's not the easiest thing in the world to do but it's just you gotta have the you gotta they have to have their eyes in the back of their head just watching Kitchener because I'm not saying Kitchener's going to try and take them out and injure them or anything, but they're going to take it to them. They're going to try and make this a physical series. And yeah, they're going to try and make this as physical as possible. And if you're London, you don't want anything to do with that, but that's just what it's going to be. And it's a matter of, can the skill of the London Knights outplay the physicality of the Kitchener Rangers? And it's just that that's kind of what I'm seeing out of this. And terms of, I guess, players to look for i like bryce montgomery i think he he's a guy that 
would make a difference if a Brett Brochu wasn't in the London Knights net. Just, you know, their D, they're not Hamilton good. I still like their D. I think that's where their size is. Obviously, Montgomery, he's 6'4". That helps out a lot. Uh, Yeah, Steklov, 6'5". It's just... Isaiah George got some size. Yeah, for a rookie, he's six foot one ninety six. So, yeah, get I, I like Bryce Montgomery. He's going to be my player to watch. Can he help with the calming influence of that physicality from the Kitchener Rangers? Can he be the one to not take a penalty but diffuse a situation away from the Stars, um, like the Evangelistas, Strongesses, um, you know, Cody Morgan, all of them, and just kind of you know, focus on the skill and the scoring. You know who. My pick is for London. I mentioned my Kitchener pick. Wait, you mentioned your Kitchener pick first. Sorry. No, you're good. I didn't even. I didn't even realize. I thought you said your London pick. God, I must have. Must have no, 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 sorry. For a second, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I like that pick of Navarin Mutter. I really do. I think he's going to be a you know how huge I influence in that series. Um. Yeah, it's. It's tough for me. I like. I think I'm gonna have to go with Francesco Pinelli. Yeah. Uh, he we, he's missed a lot of time for his liking. I mean, he only missed 13 games, which really, with the amount of times he was out, we thought it was a lot more. But um, it's just it's it's playing the skilled game that the top guys want to for London because he's got he's got mutter to have that physicality and you know, hit everyone else. It's just, they're going to try and protect Pinelli and make sure he has the puck the most often and that he yeah. can make plays the way that everybody knows he can and the way he can shoot the puck. So for, for me, it's going to be Francesco Pinelli for the kitchen Rangers. Yeah. So, so you have Montgomery and Pinelli. Yeah. I have Mutter and Ty McSorley. Ooh. Ty McSorley's got to play his game. If me. Like I mentioned, Mutter, right? It's the playoffs. McSorley's not a bigger guy, but he's a physical guy, mm-hmm. right? And if you see a guy like Navin Mutter, those guys are big in the playoffs. You need those guys in the playoffs, right? You need it. And when you see Mutter running around, McSorley's got to be hard on the forecheck. He's got to be hard engaged in battles against the Pinelli line, against Batesian, against Vlad. Vlad takes penalties. If McSorley's around reading Vlad, getting in his kitchen a little bit, Vlad's off his game. We saw it in the featured mm-hmm. game where Vlad looks really good, but the next thing you know, he has three penalties in the game. You see that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see that matchup. But it's Mutter and McSorley. Interesting. Prototypical. Yeah. Prototypical answer by me, though, in the playoffs. Oh. You know how you know the style I like in hockey. No big deal. Um, result for this, Colin. So, with Brett Rochu, because Brett Rochu, by the way, is taking shots as of last Monday. Mm-hmm. So, a week now, he's been taking shots. I would imagine he plays. I would imagine Brett Rochu plays. I'd imagine that's announced pretty soon Yeah, that he plays. Yeah, Thursday game one. Probably announce it tomorrow. Wednesday afternoon at the yeah. latest. Within 12 hours of now. Yeah. I would expect to hear that if he started. Um. If he plays London in six, London, remember, London started off 4 and 0 against Kitchener with Brett Rochu. They looked really good against mm-hmm. Kitchener. I think I think six games with Brett Rochu, 
without Brett Brochu, I say six games Kitchener without. Mm-hmm. So with Brett Brochu, six games London without six games Kitchener. All right. I think I got to do that too with without Brett Brochu. With yeah. Brochu, I think the Knights win in five. He's such a difference maker. You have to. Yeah. With Brochu, I think the Knights win in five. Without Brochu, I think the Knights win in seven. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But it should be fun. It should be a typical London Kitchener series. I'm I'm excited for it. Oh, big time. It's going to be a riot. Two good buildings, right? Two good fan bases. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, three versus six. Two more to go. Trust me, we won't go too too much longer. Uh, yeah, this, Flint versus Owen Sound. I like Owen Sound. I like their ability to score. Um, my pick for Owen Sound is uh, Kobe Barlow. I think Barlow, obviously a rookie goal scorer, he's such an elite goal scorer. I don't know how he went so late in the draft mm-hmm. for what he is. Like, I mean, obviously he didn't go late, top ten pick, but I don't know how. He didn't go higher. I mean, he's so good. Uh, Barlow, Barlow for Owen Sound for Flint, Dimitri Kuzman. I really like Kuzman's game. He's on the back end. Um, I just think he's going to log a lot of minutes for Flint. Uh, those are my two picks. Nice. Uh, I'll start with Owen Sound. Uh, lower seed, sixth spot. It's tough. It's it's all a supporting cast. It's just, it, there's no s- super elite stars on this team. It's, it's that collective group again, uh, kind of like the Barry Colts. You always, you all got to get hot at the same time or else it might be a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because he was on the show a few times. <laughs> Top five rookie scoring. He's got a wicked smile on the OHL website. <laughs> 63 games played. Uh, 38 it. points. I'm going Gavin Bryant. We've seen the minutes he can get from Walters. Um, he's been on the top line. He's played second line minutes. Third line. Um, th- yeah, like he's, he's played on the top three lines throughout the entire year. Again, it's just to, to beat a higher seed, you need to use all 12 forwards. And again, it's Owen sound doesn't have that superstar. That's going to just lead by example. Cause he can score. It's can the lower guys score and whether Gavin plays top line minutes, second, third line, where we'll find out when the series starts, but probably a third line center. Big yeah. role though. Yeah, it is. And it's, the shutdown line you always talk about, right? And they're going to have to shut down the Flint Firebirds because uh, they could put the puck in the back of the net. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, But for Flint, I am going with Brennan Othman, captain of the team, 97 points on the year in 66 games. Flint need some playoff wins for and again I had Flint Saginaw in the uh, 2020 playoffs. I really thought that was going to be the Western Conference Finals. Didn't come to be, but here we are now. Nobody really saw Flint being the third place team. I didn't have Flint being third place. I can tell you that right now. Um 
Yeah. But it's Brendan Othman has led the way first rounder by the New York Rangers. I uh, just, he, he's so good. His vision of the ice, just the way he moves the puck, the way he shoots. Leader. It's, it's, it's elite. And he's that elite guy that will win a series for a team. Um, if everyone else just all of a sudden goes into a cold spell. And that's, that's what I think the biggest difference will be in this series is that they've got that first round NHL pick the Flint Firebirds. They've got that supporting cast around them that knows how to play with him. So that's who I'm going with, with Flint. That might as well lead into my prediction for the series. I'm taking the Flint Firebirds in six games. Um, a lot of people forget Luke Cavalin is awesome. So he is going to play really well in this series. And this, here we go. I have Owen Sound and Sabin. I have Owen Sound and Sabin. Um, I really like Owen Sound. I, Nick Chenard's the future elite goaltender of our league. Um, every time I see him play, he plays good. I've saw him play a lot this year because there's a couple guys that I like on their team. Um, I like this team. I really do. I like Owen Sound's a team where they just have to get in. And all of a sudden, they get hot. I mean, Cedric and Don, not getting that invite to the prospects game was – he took that personally and it shows in his game. I mean, he breaks a record too. I really like this team. Um, I don't think they'll win a championship, but I, mean, mm-hmm. but I think they can win this series. I have them in seven. And I think that their leadership's big with Mark Woolley on the back end. I think that's big. By the way, rocking the Joe Dirt mullet. That's incredible. <laughs> That is incredible, the Joe Dirt mullet for the playoffs. You'll see that when they kick things off in their series, I'm sure, in the National Anthem. Maybe not the National Anthem, but the way he plays. So I'm sure you'll see some pictures around social media, but, oh, oh yeah. my, this is unreal. But I like this team. I really do, and I think that they're good enough to win a series. I have them winning this series in seven. I won't sound attacked. I'd uh, just like to give an update uh, as we record Monday night. It's around 9.30 at night. Um, Mark Sheeg, uh, of course, he's done a lot uh, around the Columbus Blue Jackets, covers the Erie Otters. Um, just, he tweeted out an update regarding the draft lottery in case anyone misses it. Um, he's been told the plan's Wednesday night. He said that it had a chance to be Tuesday, but it sounds like Wednesday is the better option, so... Um, just wanted to give an update for anyone out there. I just saw that on Twitter before I you know, said anything more and forgot. So nice. No, they had, yeah, they got to put something out for sure. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, final series Guelph and Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie, the four seed, fifth seed are the Guelph Storm. And we've talked all year about how good a coach we think George Burnett is and what he can do. Uh, with a team who, at the time when we looked at it, Passageov was the only point-per-game player, and they just were finding ways to win. So uh, this series will be just as close as the Mississauga-Berry series, I think. Um, just quickly before we wrap up the show here, Wardy, just what, what, what does this series look as a 4-5 matchup? I think it looks pretty good. Um, it's interesting, right? Sue, can the goal, Ken Tucker tie and win a series? Because you see flashes of them being good, but then you see flashes of them not being good. You see, mm-hmm. you see a lot of holes open in the net from Tucker Tynan a lot because he's not a qu- he's not a very big guy, and he he's so technical he doesn't move that quick around the net. So sometimes you see a little delayed reaction there. But that's the one thing to look for for Sue. I think Sue can definitely score. Guelph's uh, system's big. 
Um, Jake Carabella is my guy to watch for Guelph in this series. I think he's exploded since the prospects game. I really like Carabella. Um, but yeah, Carabella is my player to watch for that. For Guelph, Tucker Tyne is my player to watch for Sioux St. Marie just because I want to see how he looks. Mm-hmm. I want to see how he looks in the series because they're going to go as far as Tucker Tynan does. You know, that's cliche to say, but it's true. I mean, in a series like that, let's see, right? Like, let's like Guelph can score, Guelph can defend on paper. Are they the better team? No, but it's pretty close. Yeah. So it's tough, but Tucker Tynan's my player to watch. He's got to play good. Um, he has to win games because Guelph's going to be in games. And uh, yeah, Carabella's my player to watch for Guelph. Yeah, yeah. For I, I'm right with you, Wardy. Uh, whether this goes seven or not, I think it has a chance for one team to win it in six. But obviously, seven, yeah. uh, I could see as well. Uh, I'm going to start with Sue. I'm going to go Jack Thompson, the big acquisition uh, at the deadline for the Sioux Greyhounds. Defenseman, 57 points in 65 games. He was a plus two. Um, you know, he's got a little bit of an edge. I'm not saying penalties are a good thing, but. I mean, he had 34 penalty minutes in the regular season. It's just that they brought him in for a reason. He's a third round pick of the Tampa Bay lightning. Um, There's a lot of expectations for him from the Sioux Greyhounds. So they're going to lean on him a lot He's going to have to be out there blocking shots. Every shift. He's going to have to have his stick on the ice in lanes, just finding ways to not allow that cross crease pass or allow that, guy to get in front of Tynan's eyes and take them away. It's just, he's going to be the one clearing that net and making sure the Guelph storm are unable to put the puck in the net, obviously main role as a defenseman, but a lot of eyes are going to be on him to see how he performs after being traded Um, for Guelph. I I, I'm going to go with Sasha Pastajov and with the amazing start he had in the, this season, course kind of came back down to earth a little bit as the season went on but still 67 points uh, or 76 points in 65 games this year for the Guelph Storm fifth place team he was minus 12 and can he be a plus if he's plus Guelph walks away with a series win if he's and I said this already in the think, playoffs, but it's just he he's a player that's gotta be on a line that scores. Well, I think he can't play the role of not of not being the goal scorer or the setup man. It's just he he's gotta make plays. Well, Pastajov plays really well off Carabella and Jilkin. Mm-hmm. Jilkin's really big. Jilkin to that team's really big because Jilkin's a guy that plays around the net and allows that space. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. We saw him play defense this year for Guelph. He's kind of that guy that plays all around the ice. He can play any spot. And he passes off scores when he plays with Jilkin. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, too, right? How does Jilkin look in that series? But if Jilkin, if Jilkin can take that space away, passes off's going to score a lot on Tyna. Yeah. So that's a one thing, too, to watch with passes off throughout the season. I've noticed that. So who are you taking, Morty? Four or five Guelph matchup and, in the West. Guelph and six. I really like Guelph. I like Guelph all year. I think Guelph's going to be good this year and next year. I really like Guelph. The goaltending, I believe it's Bennett's job. Oster gets hurt. I mean, it's just the timing, right? It's good timing. But uh, I think it's Bennett's net. Um, but I got Guelph. Guelph and six. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to disagree with the awardee. I like the Sioux Greyhounds. Um, I, li- I really like Cartier. I think he's going to have a big series yeah. for them. Um, I'm going Sioux in seven, though. Sioux's good. Sioux's good, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think this series has a chance to go seven. Both four or five matchups I have going seven. Uh, that's just the both all four teams in those spots uh, in the East and Western Conference are just too close. So I think it's it's an easy pick to go seven games, but I'm going with the Sioux Greyhounds. So it's a good, it's a good one. I just think Guelph, you look at the coaching too, George Burnett, right? I just, that's, I, that, I, I that really is like an Guelph. advantage. I will give you that. I, I really like Guelph's system defensively. They're so good defensively. They have to get away. So to see though. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's such, it's going to be an intriguing series. That's for sure. The two, four, five series are very intriguing. I think, the, I think the three, six series are very intriguing too. Mm-hmm. I think I think Oshawa Kingston's an interesting series to watch. If you want to say inter- one interesting series to watch each, mine would be Oshawa Kingston. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think I'm going to go with Flint Owen Sound as really as a nice yeah, as a nice back end series to watch. Of course, all eyes will be on those two, four, five matchups for the most part. Of course, the one eights we've kind of already handed them out already, but. Um, I like that Flint Owen sound series, even though I have the higher seeded Flint firebirds winning, I think that'll be a really close series. I like, I like Owen sound. Like you said, you made a lot of good points for them. So it, it's going to be close. It's going to be a fun series with the only American team actually in the playoffs this year, uh, yeah. in the Ontario hockey league. So it'll, it'll be fun for sure. The fans in Flint, they'll be fired up for it. Um, and it should be fun, but yeah, to everyone listening, apologies for going 90 minutes today, but. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's probably longer than 90 minutes, but um, it's a long one. Bleep but... happens. But anyways, uh, <laughs> we, we hope you enjoyed our playoff preview again for the length it was. We hope we got all the information out that we had. Uh, we could talk for another two hours probably about this, but again, enjoy the playoffs. They get underway Thursday. First time since 2019. Um, let, let's enjoy it. Let's have fun. And let's count it down to the Memorial cup because every junior hockey fan is waiting for that again. So um, it should be a fun one. Thanks for everyone. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate it every week. Everyone listening to the show, we're creeping closer to hundred. We're getting closer to that 100 mark. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see um, as the playoffs go on and who the champion will be. It should be fun. So Again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Reese Demaney for Colin Ward. Thanks so much. And we will chat again in seven days.